You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon on this Thursday, October 21st, folks, 12.06. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It is I, it is Juan on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website as we talk about it on, which is DePietro.com. I want to welcome in everyone tuning in. There's Freddie and everybody else on uh, Facebook Live. Folks, you can find our live stream. We do the, <clears throat> this is the noon report. And then when there's breaking news, we're out there. Whether it's last night, there was a shooting right outside of a pizza place in Providence. Boom, Juan was on the scene. The other night, we were there in Quonset as the illegals are being flown in. Or as Lieutenant Governor Matos calls them, new Americans. So outrageous. You know what's ironic, folks? And I'm going to get to this in just a moment. This business of uh, me being a Quonset and then they wouldn't let me stay where I was. And then uh, after I signed off, I was chatting with one of them. And I, I said, why, why aren't I allowed to stand here and film? And he said, well, that would be trespassing. And just, you know, when you think about it, and I said, you know, do you understand? And I'm not trying to be flipping here. And I know you have a job to do, and I'm not taking it out on you. But do you understand the irony here? I'm trespassing. I'm trespassing. I'm an American citizen taxpayer coming down to film because from what we understand, Quonset, much like other airports, suburban airports around the country, the Biden administration in the middle of the night are flying in illegals and then settling them in the different areas. These are people. These are individuals who have crossed over into our land there, I was almost laughing. There, the trespass. Like, how the rich irony cannot be lost. Trespassing. They're the trespassers. <laughs> I'm not the trespasser. You're flying in people who crossed over and came into the country illegally. And I'm the person trespassing? El Rongo. I am not a trespasser. It is I. It is Juan. The chosen one. I'm just wandering. What are you talking about? I'm not the trespassing one. It's the chosen one. <clears throat> My goodness, the one and only. News one, for crying out loud, or news one, as we uh, I like to call it as well. And that will be taking off very, very soon. But my God, trespassing. <clears throat> I'm going to get to what Lieutenant Governor Matos called them, by the way. You know, folks. If someone breaks into your home in the middle of the night, do you, you know, this would be my question for uh, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. Would you consider that person a new neighbor? If someone comes into your yard and pitches a tent, instead of calling the police or instructing them they're trespassing, do you just say welcome to the neighborhood? New Americans? So let me see if I get this straight. Haitians who were in Panama, who then say like, oh, I get it. Biden said, if you come in, you can stay. They cross over into our land, Mexico to Texas, or Mexico to Arizona, what have you. But suddenly, in Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos' mind, oh, there's a new American. No, that's, excuse me, that's not a new American. That's a Haitian who just illegally crossed over. But how funny is that? Why can't I stand here and film? I want to film the illegals being flown into Rhode Island. Well, because that's trespassing. <laughs> no, they're trespassing. I am not trespassing. I may be in an area where you don't want me to be, but <clears throat> if I'm trespassing, then what What are they? Oh, they're new, I forgot, they're new Americans, or excuse me, new voters, as they're talked about in Rhode Island. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, they've never, you want to shop local, great service. Everyone says you can't get good service. You get great service. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Listen, they are living the American dream. They work hard. They play hard. They carry karaoke hard. They're PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Six to nine inch kale assorted colors, ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, corn, 
Starks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. You know, this is a stop it and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR, landscape materials and garden center. Screen loom, crushed stone, gift certificates available. They're right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR, landscape materials and garden center. So we're going to talk to Ramona Bessinger coming up at 1220. <clears throat> she is the Providence teacher. It's outrageous what's going on with critical race theory. By the way, Condoleezza Rice was she she attempted to be on the view yesterday and was discussing critical race theory and she's like a level above you know it's kind of she's trying to talk facts condoleezza rice condy rice is such an accomplished individual and and obviously brilliant and her trying to have a conversation with the simpletons of the view there were they're basically like almost on par with like the babbling cackle um, you could just tell how frustrated. So I will be playing that. But I do want to, um, and folks, don't forget, check out the website. We have, you know, there it is. No one talks about it. But Lieutenant Governor Matos tweeted out that uh, Rhode Island has plenty of room to house these, quote, new Americans. Uh, no, we don't, <clears throat> number one. Number two, who, let's take a vote. They're not new Americans. They are illegals. They are Guatemalans, Mexicans, Haitians, what have you. That have crossed over and are legally, illegally in the country. Listen, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. If there was a briefing today, what I would like to say to Lieutenant Governor Matos, right now, you're in Providence, I assume. <clears throat> Let's just say you drive a little bit north up 95. You see the sign. What does it say? Welcome to Massachusetts. You're in Attleboro. Are you still Lieutenant Governor? You're the Lieutenant Governor of Rhode Island. You're now in, are you the Lieutenant Governor where you're, no, because that's a different state. That's Massachusetts. You have crossed, wait for it, the border. There's a border between states. Someone lives in Pawtucket. Someone lives in Cumberland. They say, I want to send my child to school in Rentham. Or someone lives in Woodstock and says, I want to. Sell, send my child to school in Bellingham. You can't. Why? Because there's a border. <clears throat> different school district. Different state. So, Sabina Matos, Lieutenant Governor, appointed, by the way, appointed, all in an effort to try to lock in the Latino vote for the McKee campaign. That's all it is. But if you have border, which we do, between Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Why would we not have a blanking border with the country? We do have a border with the country. President Trump said it best. Do you want to have a country or not? Lieutenant Governor Matos, if someone lives in Attleboro or lives in Connecticut over the line and they want to send their child to URI, someone wants to attend URI or Rhode Island College, do they pay the same rate as someone who lives in Providence. Oh, no, no, no. They have to pay the out-of-state oh, out rate. So in other words, you're acknowledging that there is, in fact, a border. There is a border. So if someone in Attleboro drives to Providence to go out to dinner or to see, you know, blanking water fire or whatever reason, do you say, look at the new Rhode Islanders? No, no, they're people from Massachusetts who at this moment in time have happen to be in Rhode Island, happen to be in Providence. You have students at Brown University, Providence College, RISD, Johnson & Wales. Are they new Rhode Islanders? Well, not really. They're students from other states who are currently residing in the state attending college. So this business of, oh, we, Rhode Island welcomes these new, no, they, excuse me, they're not new Americans. No, they're Guatemalans, Haitians, Mexican, whatever third world country, <clears throat> who have decided, hey, we'd like to cash in a lot of free things in the United States that Alorza fella tells us to come on in. <clears throat> now, there's also a process. Wasn't she sworn to uphold the rule of law when she took the oath to be the lieutenant governor? Didn't she swear to uphold the rule of law? We do have a rule of law. Unless they're just like making it up as they go along. No one called. Well, I shouldn't say no one because obviously I call them out on it. 
but what an I I mean, Lieutenant Governor, number two person. Well, they're just new Americans. Uh, no, they're not. You know, there there are people who actually go about it the right way. You know, it is true in San Francisco. I mentioned this last hour since we started eleven. Then Walgreens is like closing stores in San Francisco left and right. Because San Francisco passed a law that anything below 900 something dollars is really a minor offense. So shoplifting, as you can imagine, is just through the roof. Now, not everybody is shoplifting. There are some people that go into a store and pay for things. Then there's other people that say, if it's free, I'm going to just grab it off the shelf. And they're loading up bags. So, you know, as far as Lieutenant Governor Matos and Governor McKee, you know, that's his, uh, as he calls it, the McKee-Matos administration. He's silent about her. He's certainly not correcting her. Um, He's saying, he's not saying anything. For someone to be the Lieutenant Governor of the state and not to be aware that there are individuals doing it the right way, there is a rule of law. Just because someone comes in here and overstays a visa doesn't make them, quote, a new American. Or she calls them, oh, they're Rhode Island citizens. You know, today's Thursday. Tuesday, when they were in Guatemala, they got flown in. Today, no, they're not a Rhode Islander. They're someone from Guatemala currently in Rhode Island. She's the number two person. I would tend to think someone in that position should know the law. Someone in that position should encourage others to enforce the law. I am going to ask her about it. You know, I've tried to talk to her. It's not, I will admit, it's not an easy back and forth because she gives a very easy kind of simpleton um, like memorized answers type, so to speak. Like you're not having a real conversation. It's like someone prepared talking points for her and she's just saying them. But I, I think we're we're going to get a little more aggressive with some of our questioning of her um, and let her come out and stay. Right. Yeah. There's open borders. I believe in open borders. We know she voted to defund the police. So I think this needs to be exposed. I think it needs attention. Uh, I am not going to be, you know, the rest of the media say, well, you can't criticize her. Why can't you? Well, she, number one, she's a woman. All right, so we can't criticize her because she's a woman. Why else? Well, she's Latina. So you can't criticize her because she's a Latina woman. Listen, aside from that, she's also the lieutenant governor of the state. If something happens to McKee, guess who suddenly takes over? We have a right to challenge this whole notion. Everything is about gender. Everything is on race. Everything is on ethnic background. And members of the media telling me, well, no, no, you don't want to criticize her. That, that is a fair criticism of something she said. She made a comment about a policy. She's lieutenant governor. I think it should be fair game to question her on it or criticize her. You can't do that. Why not? Because she's a female. She's a Latina. This protected class, you know, one of the uh, emails I got from a member of the media you know, how dare you try to expose the, those poor people flying in to Quonset? The least we could do. What do you mean poor people? Why do we have to take them in? Show me why people that work hard and pay taxes have to pay for them. They don't. Poor people, how dare, how dare they invade? All right, now, I do want to get on. Ramona Bessinger. We've had her on in the past. She is a Providence teacher. She has tremendous courage. And they are um, really have been giving her a hard time regarding critical race theory in the classroom. We have uh, spoken out. Folks, joining us right now is, in fact, our friend Ramona Bessinger, who I want to be the first one to compliment you. You were tremendous last night. Greg Kelly on Newsmax. Ramona, you've had, this is Thursday, uh, you've had quite a week. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of rewind the tape and take us through your week. Ramona? Yeah, sorry, yes. I think you just, 
<laughs> I, what I was saying was, if you would be so kind as to just take us through the week that you've just had. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know if I could recount all of it because it's changed and, and morphed and, you know, it's completely a big, you know, confusing mess. So, but let me try anyway. So, Monday I arrived at school, as I normally do in the morning, and the secretary told me that I would be, I should report to the faculty lounge. And I asked her why. And she couldn't really, she couldn't tell me why. She just said, that's where you have to spend the day. That's where administration would like you to go. Of course, there was no administration there to share or talk to me about why I was relegated to this uh, the faculty lounge. So, whatever. I um, grabbed my laptop from my classroom and I went down and spent the day in this freezing cold room while, you know, I was gawked at and stared at and uh, put out uh, put out for display lest any other teacher dare speak out against this very corrupt, you know, curriculum that is getting rolled out K through eight, perhaps K through 12. So there I was on public display for any teacher who might think that they're, if they're going to say something, look out, look what happens. So I spent the day, no word from my union rep. I, I emailed my union rep, nothing. I called, nothing. Heard nothing from my administrators, of which there are three in my building. Not one called me. They didn't even come to bring me a bottle of water. So, um... Anyway, as the day progressed, went home, and on my way home, uh, one of the union uh, representatives called me to say that the school department wanted to put me on a uh, five-day suspension without pay for what I asked. I could get no reasonable answer, and she said in addition to my five-day suspension without pay, I would be transferred. I would. Ha I would have. I would receive an involuntary transfer to a school to be announced. So <laughs> this is, you know, this is how my very reasonable concerns and complaints for safety were met um, in a school that is clearly, clearly out of control. Um, you bring attention to that, and you're going to be rewarded with being transferred out and moved to another location. So the message was clear, right? To to be quiet or um, suffer the consequences. This is the way this school department operates. Um, anyway, so home I went and I was waiting for, you know, clarity about what to do next. Where is this, you know, suspension and transfer written down on paper? Where is the justification? I didn't have any, nothing to go. So, you know, a lot of back and forth emails, trying to get some clarity. Finally, I was told that I would be transferred to a high school, another high school in Providence. Lucky them. <laughs> I can only imagine the principal who's probably thinking, oh, here anyway. we go. Yes. Yeah. Here we <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, you know, I'm very excited about looking at the new books and the curriculum. I'm, I'm, most of my years in education were spent teaching high school. Yeah. So I have that content knowledge, content base, and I'll be looking very, very closely at the curriculum. So that piece is, I guess, not so bad, but the, the part that is sort of at large and very unclear is whether or not I'm getting suspended and on what grounds they're even entertaining I'm being suspended. I understood I was suspended, but lo and behold, after pushing for clarification, I am in fact, was I was told I could be on administrative leave and then that was changed to, you, you might be suspended, we haven't decided or wow. you could fight it. I don't know, it's like, it's like, um, you know, the twilight zone, the educational twilight zone. So um, here I am, uh, fully disgraced, <laughs> humiliated and shamed, 
and um, ready to go to battle uh, wherever else I land. Now, Ramona, so, what do you? What is yeah. your impression of? And again, folks, we're speaking with teacher Ramona Bessinger, who spoke out and described her firsthand account of what happened with critical race theory in the Providence schools. How it was unhealthy. Um, this time around, I, I just don't understand why seemingly some of your colleagues were free to go on social media and rip into the education commissioner and rip into, you know, Gina Raimondo and all this other stuff or rip into President Trump or anything remotely close to that. But somehow it certainly seems to be two sets of rules and a double standard for what you're allowed to put out on social media. Correct. Right. I cannot speak the truth, for example. Mm. We don't want that. We can if it fits the political agenda, then it's okay. So when there were contract negotiations going on between the Providence Teachers Union and the state, it was okay to have those outward displays right. of a great right. That was yeah. okay. That fit into the, the, the political agenda. But oh boy, you really expose what's going on. You reveal exactly what is happening. You know, books are being removed from the classroom, replaced entirely with a substandard, um, ridiculous curriculum, fraudulent, in fact, on many levels. We probably don't have enough time today to talk about the many levels. It is fraudulent and abusive. But nonetheless, um, you dare speak out and try to advocate for decency and fairness and and for children and these thugs try to you know hammer you into the ground and it's not working no too bad that's right i'm not going to be silenced because it's not just the teacher in me that is speaking out it is also the mother right and you so, know what else whatever um, Ramona, is the fact that, and I don't know if you caught it, but Condoleezza Rice actually appeared on The View of all places yesterday. And here, you know, she is so accomplished and a woman of color in the post that she has held. And she talked about, you know, being raised in a segregated South growing up. She couldn't go to, you know, restaurants with her parents and so forth. And she talked about th this is... <clears throat> She's against critical race theory, saying we're going backwards by making making everything about race and making, you know, this you don't have you don't make children of color feel good about themselves by making the white children feel bad. And she got pushback. She got pushback on the view and they were trying to no, that is the way and it is good. And, and she was saying, you know, history's always been taught. So this business of how it's going to be taught or. But but I think that comes into something. You know, you dealt with it firsthand and this this whole thing of the walk of shame and, and what they're trying to do. But it was so refreshing to hear Condoleezza Rice saying, you don't have to make white people feel bad in order to make people of color feel good. Well, first of all, let's let's consider the source that she was speaking Agreed. to. Right? Understood. They're, they're yes. not the brightest balls no, on not. that show, right? Here's a woman who is a scholar yes. and respected and and they're arguing with her? Are you kidding me? Yep. So, but let's let's speak about the real reason this curriculum is rolling out. It has nothing to do with race. The poor children who believe that it is about race or the, you know, the educator who is out there who might think that this is in fact about race is sadly misguided right this has nothing to do with race this is about dominating and dominating a society stealing a society namely the united states of america one and rather than uh you know getting kids to sign up for a military they're going to indoctrinate them and actually believe that they are somehow victimized by this great country and somehow need to fight to to protect themselves what a better way than to teach them year after year after year the same narrative in history classes and english classes and after school programs that you are a victim of the United States of America. So what do you think those kids are going to do? Well, I hope I don't sound like this is too much of a stretch, but you know, 
they may take up arms and defend themselves. Why wouldn't they? Right. Why wouldn't anyone? If you're told over and over again that you are somehow at risk for being used or victimized, you're going to protect yourself. It's human nature. So that is why that narrative is being pushed out there. No one cares about race. No one cares about whether a child is black or white. In fact, these people who invented this curriculum going right up to the Gates Society, uh, Gates Foundation, and Mark uh, Zuckerberg of Facebook, yes. they do care about children. No. None of them do. In fact, I was just interviewed by a young reporter from the CBS. Oh, yeah. And she... Yeah, and for one hour, she she tried to get oh. me to switch narratives. You know, she wow. she was young. She tried her best. Have you know, good luck, right? I'm I'm an experienced teacher, but I also understand what's going on. So I don't, you know, I didn't deviate or hesitate or fall into any of her little traps or snafus. She was a decent person, decent interview. Do you think that that story is going to get reported out? No, not not no. accurately. Not accurately. No. She showed her card in the beginning of it. Uh, many of them are on board with this. She can kind of tell the way that this even really had to explode nationally in order to get the locals. But Ramona, and again, folks, we're speaking with Ramona Bessinger, a Providence teacher who is, uh, has not been shy about speaking out about crit- critical race theory, explaining what it did for her. Her, her relationship with her students. But you know, Ramona, I'll tell you, and I hope locally that the Republican Party pays attention because right now in Virginia, critical race theory is the dominant issue right now in the race. Mm-hmm. And Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, he may go down in defeat. And what anyone that's been paying attention to that governor's race, you have all these parents who have said, you know, in the past, I voted for President Biden. I have voted Democrat. But this is where I draw the line. I don't like this being taught in school. I don't like, how about Terry McAuliffe say parents don't have the right to question and ask what's even being taught in school. I'll tell you, Ramona, they are just so far out on a limb. But see, I'm encouraged because people need to hear. And and look at you. You were to be made an example of. You are, this is what happens. It's not about, to me, about you. It's setting, making you an example if there's anybody else that's thinking about going along with her, here's mm-hmm. what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they do, right? They're the mob. Yes. That's the mob mentality. Get up on the person who doesn't agree with their political, their nefarious political agenda yep. and make an example of them, ruin their careers, ruin their reputations, whatever. But you know what? They've tried, and I don't think they've quite succeeded. Do you? No. And, and But I hope the public seems to be waking up. You and our friend, Nicole Salas, who is just fearless. And the fact, you know, it goes back to they tried an act of intimidation against Nicole, which is put her name on the agenda. We're going to shine a light on her. We're going to ostracize her. We're going to make it that no one wants to send their child over to play with her child. We're going to make it that people turn their back on her in the grocery store. That's how they operate. Yeah, this that's is, how they operate. That's how they operate. And this is how, you know, they don't like, they're not used to uh, someone like yourself saying, I'm going to speak up what's happening. I think this is wrong. And I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm not going to, you know, toe the party line. That's not how they, they are used to people that just say, you know, yes, I will go along and yes. do whatever it is you're advocating. Of course, because yep. you know why, right? They have all those ridiculous terms, social emotional learning, anti-racist training, yep. anti-bias training. Who would not agree with all of that? Well, you know what? It, it, that is complete, you know, garbage. Those terms do not mean anything of this sort. And you know it. I know it. They know it. And they know we know it. Yes. And sadly for them, Nicole Solis and me are willing to go head to head with these folks, with these bullies, and will not comply and we will not be silenced. I know she's, I can probably speak for her to say that, you know, she's a great, brave soul and a strong force herself. She is. And, yeah, and we're not giving, because how could we? How can we turn our backs? How can we, you know, give up the fight or be intimidated or harassed? We can't because we're talking about children. We're talking about you know, helpless children, right? 
all the way up through 12th grade who are being used and taken advantage of. And especially the African-American community, especially the Hispanic community. They are being used and lied to. You know what? I want to just speak to something really quickly. I was transferred out of that school. Why? Not because there was any real threat of um, worry or, or, you know, because a couple of kids were got out of control or whatever. Not because of that, because normally a decent, you know, administration would have handled that. We would have come together as, as a team, right? I was transferred out of that school because they did not want me speaking to parents about some of the ridiculous, bizarre social emotional learning policies. They didn't want me writing letters home because I was going to do that share with parents exactly what was going on in that school that is why they transferred me out they don't want me reporting on their fraudulent data mining that they're participating in they don't want me reporting out on the horrible you know questions that invasive questions young people are being asked at that school they also didn't want me to report on the fact that this discussion, private conversations about gender are taking place with young people. That is so wrong. There are so many things wrong happening there. And just because I'm no longer there as a teacher doesn't mean I'm not watching and doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, continue the fight there because somebody has to. Folks, before we let her go, and again, it's uh, Ramona Bessinger, who I... I interviewed Ramona at the North Kingstown School Committee. I was glad that uh, Newsmax Greg Kelly used some of that. And Ramona, the last thing that people need to really wake up and understand is, so we were both at the North Kingstown School Committee. It was the night after Columbus Day, that Tuesday night. And some people there, by the way, they had that completely wrong. I asked Governor McKee about it. He said it's entirely up to them to make the decision. They were trying to say they can't have a school committee meeting because there were two people in the back that didn't have a mask on. And Governor McKee has a mask mandate. I asked the governor himself that. He said that's not true. They could have decided to just do that. But anyhow, after that, people were upset. There were a number of women that I talked to that had a completely separate thing they wanted to talk about, which is a number of events being canceled because of COVID. And they thought it was too soon to be doing this and things like that. And and you're that state senator for that area. I think it's Elena DeMario, DeMario, something like that, if I have that right. Do you know, I don't know if you saw this, but she put on social media that the North Kingstown School Committee, by the way, of which the police came in and didn't have masks on, but where she said that it reminded her of shades of January 6th. Now, that is so insane to try to compare, there was no one arrested. There was no one that got no. physical. There were people that were upset that the meeting was canceled. Shades of January 6th. See, this is oh all goodness. being done. It's kind of the Merrick Garland thing of if yeah. you're a parent and you want to go and speak up at a school committee meeting, basically, you could be a domestic terrorist. And that's they're trying to label people. They're trying to yeah. intimidate people. By the way, it can yeah. work, right? Um, but this is all by design, but people need to speak out. I think, you know, you deserve so much credit. What you need to know is the people are with you. The people are with you. So it's not easy what you have to go through, the way you've been treated. Um, trust me, I have been there. It's people have no idea what it's like when they put their rifle scope when they put the laser on you and say we're going to target this person and make an example out of the person it's difficult but ramona great job great to talk to you and we'll be talking to you again thank you john all right so ramona. Good to talk to you. Thanks. all right thank you folks there she is very very brave ramona bessinger folks what she is going through um and how they try to make an example out of people i'm going to play some of the sound from the view just because that uh, Condoleezza Rice was just terrific. Folks, again, the PC police are back. Channel 10, I'm going to post this on Facebook. Cranston police searching to identify individual who displayed suspicious behavior. Boy, that narrows it down. Boy, they're looking for, quote, an individual. I don't suppose you want to give race, height, uh, ethnic back. They're looking for an individual. Oh, okay. Yeah, good luck trying to find that person. That's NBC 10. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1240. Now, I want to tell you about CBD store. Stop it and see them. 1845 Post Road to Work, right across from Airport Plaza. 
CBD store, the CBD store, and what you want to pick up, whatever you have. Let's just say, you know, instead of going to the drugstore today, if you are dealing with maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety, or if you have trouble getting a good night's sleep, there's a lot going on. Or maybe you have deal problem with your back pain or in your feet or your wrists or your soldiers. Go see Michael at CBD store, the CBD store. Look for them on Facebook in Warwick. And especially for sleep, you want to try these Delta 8 gummies. They're all natural and you just dissolve them. Uh, I'd say 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then, folks, boom, unbelievable restful sleep. You wake up after eight hours and you feel totally refreshed. It relaxes your mind. It relaxes your body. It's all natural. Uh, it's the natural healing Delta 8 gummies. And it's available at the CBD store. 1845 Post Road Work. Right off of 95. Right across from the airport. Centrally located. Now I also talk about. When I was talking to Michael. I mentioned uh, our dog Remy. Who's 15 years old in people years. And he's getting older. And I noticed he was having trouble with his hind legs. Getting up and down off the steps off our back deck. Michael said, take some of these droplets, CBD, for pets, put it in his food or put it in his mouth. I put it on his food. Folks, he is like bouncing around. It, it soothes the animal. If you have an older dog, stop in and see them. The CBD store, 1845, post run work, and mention the John DePietro show, 25% off. 25% off. One of our listeners went in. I think he or uh, he went to spend $50, then 25% off. How about that? It's under 40. Folks, the CBD store. Stop in and see them. Now, again, you hear me mention the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought by Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Dana and crew. They had the Red Sox game last night. They'll have more of the playoff series plus football, karaoke Friday and Saturdays. I've been there. Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, folks, I do want to mention... I noticed someone put a comment. Well, what you want to do is you want to follow the buses next time. Well, you know, that that falls under the category of like no blank Sherlock. Like you don't think I think of that. Listen, there's no set time that they're coming. Oh, gee, I never thought of that. So you're saying if I'm there and the plane's landing, I should. Yeah, no kidding. Number one, the area you want to go to is, you know, is blocked off. There's fencing. You can't just get easy access. Number two. I, I, I'm not going to sleep. I mean, there's certain efforts I do go to, and I think many of you would would uh, recognize that I, I go to, you know, in a, a drop of a hat, I'm at a murder or shooting or whatever is breaking news and being somewhere. But if someone says the flights might come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday between 9 o'clock and 3.30 in the morning at Quonset, well... You know, I, I, I mean, I'm willing to go, but the question is, am I really going to sleep out there each night, three different nights from 9 to 3.30 in my car trying to, I mean, there's a limit. So what you should do is, for, yeah, no kidding, that the whole key would be to try to find out when they're arriving. They don't tell you when they're arriving. I want to use the New York story by the New York Post Um where they did a camp out of several individuals, by the way, and they also had someone at Westchester Airport tipping them off. Now, I have people that live in and around Quonset, and they were the ones back in August that started tipping me off. I also have, by the way, some people in Jamestown because they can tell when the flights are coming in. So we're building some sources, but it's, it's not easy. Um, you shouldn't, no one should be surprised that the rest of the media is not going. If anything, the rest of the media start to then, they don't like if someone veers off. If someone veers off what the talking points are, then they get upset. And then someone's saying, how come maybe you should be doing that or that? And then so then they just, their first reaction is to knock it. But that's okay. Because we will build on it. Uh, I am hearing from some other people that there's a location. We've uh, found a location where, from what we understand, they are brought into there are National Guard escorting them, surrounding the place, uh, is a number of people. They all have like backpacks and a bag, so they're not traveling too heavy, but they have change of clothes and so forth. 
So we're trying to work on that. Uh, and we're not going to stop on that. Because, as I said, I take exception with the lieutenant governor, Lieutenant Governor Matos. And, folks, if you haven't seen it, visit the website, thepetro.com, where we have her comment on it. I also have, I think she has a misunderstanding of how our immigration system works. She calls anyone that comes into the country a new American. That's wrong. No, they're not actually a new American. They are from their country of origin. They just happen to be at that moment in the United States or in Rhode Island. It doesn't make them. She said, yeah, they're a Rhode Island. No, they're not a Rhode Island citizen. Now, we, we don't have, let me just explain something. We don't have some people are U.S. citizens, some people are Rhode Island citizens. Wrong. Wrong. No. You, you can't be a resident of a state unless you're a U.S. citizen. Now, I'll tell you the real danger with this. And here's something the media will not focus on, but we will. We will not be deterred. Again, we will use. DePetro.com voted best local news site. Thank you by the Readers of Rhode Island Monthly. DePetro.com brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat's based in Cumberland, 20 years experience. There's a link right at the website, 401-474-5253. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Service all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Pat Elston, thinking of buying, thinking of selling. Contact her, 401-474-5253. The reason I mention the website, folks, is because what they are also doing, by the way, is they keep track of who these people are. For example, let's just say last week, 100 people are flown to Quonset from the border. Now, I've also heard that not everybody got off the plane in Westchester. So if everyone didn't get off the plane in Westchester, Westchester to Quonset, it's less than a 30-minute ride. So I've heard, and they, and some of those flights were arriving at 3.30 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. But in Rhode Island, they keep track and have the names of who those 100, let's just say the Haitians, stick with that. So 100 Haitians are flown to Rhode Island from Texas. Now, the Rhode Island officials have their names, and then they find them free housing, thanks to you. The state puts them up. As Lieutenant Governor Matto says, Rhode Island is ready to house them, these new Americans. So they have 100 Haitians. And they place them in. I'm just going to use an example. Some homes in and around Providence. They keep the list and the address where they're being placed. Now, some of them may go to Massachusetts. Some of them may go to New York. Some of them may go back to Haiti. Who knows? Some of them may move to a different part of Rhode Island. But what do the Rhode Island officials have? 100 Haitians names addresses. Where is that added? Correct. The voting list. They're now 100 new voters. Do they have a fill out a ballot? No. But it doesn't matter. They have a name and an address. Felipe, Huhe, 5 Manton Avenue. Boom. There's the new voter. Well, there's his mail ballot. He got his mail ballot in. Does Rhode Island have the resources to have someone knock on the door at 5 Manton Avenue and say, is Felipe Huhe here? And you'd need a translator? No. They don't have that. They just have that he was registered to vote. Do they have a checks and balances? No. Wait a minute. Who's running the election? Nellie Gorbia. What's she running for? Governor. Does she have a lot of money? No. Do a lot of people know who she is? No. Does she have a big initiative that put her on the map? L no. What does she have? The voting list. She's got the voting list. She's got the people that can fill out the mail ballots. I know what you're thinking. There's no way you could duplicate all those signatures. You're right. You can't duplicate. 100 signatures, there's no way. Except in Rhode Island, an X is accepted as a signature. You're kidding me. I'm not. I kid you not. Is that accepted everywhere? No, of course not. In Rhode Island, an X is accepted as a signature. 
an X, an X is suggest is accepted as a signature. So all those 100 patients, 100 mail ballots, X at the bottom. Who would go and check to see if they live there? Nobody. Why do you think they do it? How do we get around it? Get rid of the mail ballots. If there's one state that should have in-person voting, paper ballot should be Rhode Island. Absolutely Rhode Island. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, no one talks about that. And it's so obvious what's going on. This is going to be a battle of the mail ballots. Gorbia is running the election and running for governor. She doesn't have money. She doesn't have name. She doesn't have infrastructure. What does she have? The voting list. Folks, this portion of the program, it's brought to you by Kogi. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. 24 emergency service. Gas boiler. Oil burner. Hot water tank. As I experience. Plumbing. Heating. Cooling. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Look for them on Facebook, R.E. Coogan Heating. And the website is recooganheating.com. It's Coogs. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Listen, it's a matter of time before you're going to, if you haven't already, start to put the heat on. R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Folks, uh, we continue to crank out original stories, videos on the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Centerdale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. You know, I talked to Shane yesterday. I am overdue to stop in there. Centerdale Revival, delicious food, great crowd. You're going to love it. If you're thinking of going out for some drinks or lunch or dinner, I'm asking you, best burger ever is Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Safe, clean, nice crowd. Centerdale Revival. I am overdue to go there. I will probably be there either tonight or tomorrow night. But, folks, the um, oh, I want to play. I, I will play some of Condoleezza Rice, by the way. But how about the Channel 10 thing? I love that. Cranston police are looking for an individual. Is that what it is now? You know, can you imagine someone goes in and I want to, you know, the head's bleeding. What happened? Hey, some black guy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there. No, an individual hit you. You know, can you imagine someone tied up and robbed and pistol whipped? What happened? Two black guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. No more race. No, we're going to find these people without using race. What are, I don't know what to tell you. Two black guys came into my house. One was heavy set. The other one, oh, we don't use that. You don't want to. That's, that's not fair. We don't want to use gender. And we're not going to use race. So you're saying two individuals came into your home, pistol whipped you, tied you up, and robbed you. Yes. All right. We'll see if we can find them. Don't you want the description? One of them had a tattoo. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't know about the. Well, maybe the tattoo. Maybe the tattoo. But let's not get into if they were male or female. You don't know that. You don't know their pronouns. Don't. Nope. We're not going to mention their weight. That's not fair. And certainly we're not going to mention their skin color. So they are two individuals that broke into your home, pistol whipped you and your family and robbed you. So we'll be on the lookout for two individuals. <laughs> and the guy said, don't you want to know? It's like two black guys, one guy about six foot five. The other guy was like five foot five, heavy set. So a tall guy, skinny. The other, like, um, you know, and they read, went away in a red car. And one of them had a big afro and the other one had dreadlock. No, no, no. We're not getting into gender here. Nope. We're not going to get it. We don't want to offend them. We don't want to offend them. So it's not fair, just two individuals robbed you in your home. Folks, that is the new way, the new way that they are, um, are proceeding now in the year 2021. Gee, I wonder why crime is up. I wonder why there's so much crime. I wonder why around PC, criminals feel emboldened. Providence College, P- Providence College they, they got rid of this head of security because they put out a campus alert that a light-skinned male who was speaking Spanish attempted a sexual assault against a female student. PC got rid of the, the head of the security. And then they apologized to the students. Very sorry about that. We never should have put light-skinned. We never should have put male. 
We shouldn't have mentioned that he was speaking Spanish. We're very we're very sorry if we hurt people, upset pe- these people. How can you put that? What do you mean light skinned? What do you mean he was speaking Spanish? How do you know he was a man? How, folks, these people, and then, boy, what a shock. Crime around Providence College is skyrocketed. You know why? Because it's a feeding frenzy. PC calls the police. Yeah, we, we had another attempted rape. Oh, my God. All right, what happened? What, what Can they tell us? Uh, what, what, can they describe who did it? Yeah, it was an individual. Male, well, we don't want to get into gender. All right, black, white, Latino, well, we don't want to get into ethnic background. Huh. Uh, what were they wearing? Black. Oh, so a person wearing black attempted rape. Okay. Age? No, they had a mask on. Couldn't tell. Huh. Can't tell us the hair or anything? No. We're looking for a white guy, black guy, Latino. Nope, not getting into that. We're not even saying it's a man. How dare you imply that it was a man trying a sexual assault against a woman? And we're not going to get involved with this race baiting by mentioning their race. It's irrelevant if they were white, black, Latino. You are to find them. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's easy to find. An individual wearing black. (laughs) I am telling you, it's absolutely true. That's why you need to visit Competition Shooting Supplies. Go see my guy, John Francis. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Remember, we don't retreat. We reload. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Look for him on Facebook. John Francis posts a lot of things on Facebook. And remember, if you're looking maybe to buy, either buy, uh, well, obviously buy, but if you're looking to sell, you can either sell to him or sell in consignment. Competition Shooting Supplies. That's where you want to go. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. I received an email from Ernie. Said he told me, one, I was driving up and down Benefit Street in Providence. I couldn't find the place. I've told you it's Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Crying out loud. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Take exit 2A. It's the last exit of Rhode Island. Uh, Right, Second Amendment, 2A. You go past the Attleboro train station, and then you come to the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. Hang the left. Boom, right there. Competition shooting supply. Stop in and see our leader. John Francis today. Well, folks, right now, it's 12.59. Good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. We are going to break. Coming up for the 1 o'clock news, we have another full hour to go. The power hour is next. You can either listen at AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We have a lot more to get to, including um, you want to talk about someone's going to get a big payday. With uh, Rhode Island is on the verge of a secret deal regarding legalization of marijuana. I'm sure there's no corruption involved there. We're going to talk about that. Condoleezza Rice on The View was great. And in uh, Governor McKee kind of pulled a little bit of a slippery move. We'll talk about that as well. That and a lot more and much more about the, quote, new Americans the lieutenant governor described. Next hour is radio only after the 1 o'clock news Folks, leave it right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. The Power Hour is next.